This episode is brought to you by Fem2C, Cubo AI, and BetterHelp. We are very excited to have them on board, making a show a possibility. Welcome to If These Ovaries <laughs> Could Talk. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Let me show you. How do I get the sperm through custom? I am a lesbian. So gay. So gay. We need to tell our story. It's not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad. Thing. We're not ruining these little humans. It's not for the gay reason. Just because <laughs> we stick. <laughs> Guys. Guys. Helen's back. She couldn't wait for us to tell you that. She's literally sitting, she's actually sitting on the edge of her seat for us to tell you. She was very touched that we cared so much. She was, and there was, and everybody did care. We got sightings from all over the world, um, but mostly those just turned out to be like grumpy older ladies who were smoking. It was not Helen. Well, we're so glad to have Helen back doing nothing. I know, but the thing is, though, is that I am a little, I don't know why Helen won't tell us where she was. She's never going to tell us. No, it's like she just... She just walked in as just acting like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm telling your business, Helen. She's just acting like she, she's she, now she's acting like she didn't want us to tell the business. I know. And she's acting like she had put in requested vacation time and we had approved it. That didn't happen. Robin, I'd like to take a vacation next week. If, if I'm sorry, Jamie, that is not allowed. We are very busy. <laughs> we actually don't get vacation. I so would that's fine. approve time for Helen if she had just asked. I mean, whatever. We're just we're just All happy she she's home on, on a positive note. We are the finalists in the nonfiction category for a Goldie Award for our book. That's for our book, you guys. Gold what? Literary Society Awards. That sounds like for real. I it mean, does that sound sounds for real. Legit. I really want to win so I could just be like, I have a book award. I know. But what's so sad is that we're already put, we already have a book award, first of all. We did win first prize in the Alternative Choice Awards for nonfiction. Oh God, yeah, I forgot. So we I'm already are award-winning award. authors, Jamie. It's just nice to be nominated. No, but there's some like legit books in this in our category, the nonfiction category. Are you so. saying we're going to lose already? That's what you're saying. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just prepping myself. You know, as an actor, you get used to you just do. prepping yourself to Ugh. losing. That's and even you if do. you tell yourself you're not going to get it, like I had a call back on Friday and I didn't get it because it shoots this week and I haven't heard anything. All weekend long, it would be like quiet. We'd be watching yeah. TV and then I would go, I can't believe I didn't get that. And, yeah. <laughs> and then so I'd be like, and then I'd go, I'm fine. I'm totally yeah. fine. It's great. It's, so it was just nice to get the call back. I, I have one. I had to submit for an audition on Friday night. It was just pictures of myself. I was like, well, yeah, this isn't going to happen. And then they also wanted pictures of my hands. And I was like, this is No, you, I never get them with the hands. I never get them with the hands. Not happen. I even said it in my response to my agent. I was like, um, pretty sure I'm not going to get this because I will never be a hand model. But okay, the here hands. you go. Oh, God. Oh, good times. Well, anyway, I don't know. We doing what we do. We took finalists to a dark place. But if you are interested in getting our (laughs) book that is now a finalist for a Goldie Award, if these ovaries could talk, the things we've learned about making an LGBTQ family, it's available on Amazon, all major retailers, or you can check IndieBound if you want to buy locally, which a lot of people do. Yeah. Also, we we read the audiobook ourselves. So if you like to listen to the two of us (laughs) yammer on. Pick that audiobook up at Audible or iTunes. Actually, we don't yammer. We literally read the book. We did it, and, nice. and you didn't. And we didn't put any of our bloopers in where Robin was trying to say certain words. <laughs> oh God! We got to get that blooper reel together because that was fun. It time. was good. And don't be afraid to rate and review it on Goodreads or Amazon if you got the book already. So, yeah. Uh, moving yeah. on, we got some special okay. thank yous to some new Patreon members. Jamie, oh you want to try God, their names? Can sudden. you do it? I can do this. Three new I Patreons. Can do this. 
You got a this. special thank you and shout out to Leanne Lankinen. What? How, why are the, how are these names? Okay, keep going. You got it. You got it. This one is easy. Kate and Claire. We love you, Kate and Claire. Kate and Claire, we love you. And they are an episode, so go check them out. Yep. And Louisa Julia. G-I-U-L-I-A. I'm going to go with Julia. Louisa Julia. Thank right. you so much for supporting our podcast and yes. our ovaries. And anyone you. else, if you want to join our Patreon community and help us make content for LGBTQ families, you're going to get bonus content at the gestational carrier level. You'll get video interviews of most all of our interviews, and they are dropped a day early, unedited, without ads. So get on over there if you want to. And you just head to Patreon, Patreon, as Jamie says, dot com slash ovaries talk to join. Woo. All right, let's talk about our guests. These two, Terrell and Jarius. I mean, you have to know them. They're these like ridiculously connected influencers, but they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. They they started like documenting their TTC, as they say, trying to conceive journey on the social and blew up because they're gorgeous and amazing and wonderful people. And so they have this like amazing and fantastic DIY surrogacy story, which your jaws are going to be on the floor, of course. But I love that they when they said they started it because they wanted to be to, they wanted to be the representation that they thought was missing. Isn't that amazing? And isn't it amazing how many people have said that to us and it, we're in the same boat. It's exactly the I same. Know. All of us say the same thing. We couldn't find it and so we created it. We Boom. did. Yeah. Okay, I'm about to do this. <sighs> Helen, I'm saying this with kindness and with love. I would She's love it. She's already walking away. She just if you could away. roll the tape she, now, please, Helen. Roll the tape, Helen. Roll the tape. Everybody cross your she, fingers. She's going to do it. She's going to do it. Oh, my God. Hi. Hi, Tara Jarius. How are you? So good. Oh, my God. So, so good. much better now. We can't wait to get into your story. We can't wait to hear all about you because you guys are oh, just, you guys are stars in my eyes. I'm a little star Oh, star. my goodness. Thank, thank you. you. So well, no, much. we're honored to be on your podcast. So thank you for having us. And thank you for even thinking to really think to include us. So we appreciate it. <laughs> of course. I mean, most people are not honored. So this is good. <laughs> we're starting off in a really good place. Well, speaking of starting, should we start where we normally do, which is the 30 second elevator pitch about your family? Oh, wait. So do we have to go the entire 30 seconds? I feel like that's a little you, pressure. Yeah, you do not. You can go. Okay. Up to, it's supposed to be up to 30. But as Jamie will tell you, we don't care. We don't really care. Uh, OK, you do. Okay. You, boo. you OK, Jarius is a little long winded, so that? you might get 32 oh. seconds. But we're going to see. We're going to see. how oh, we starting already. <laughs> we're going to see how he can do. OK, for, for those of you, our Patreon listeners could see the look. That just happened there, <laughs> but uh, the rest of you just have to take our word for it. There was it was some there was shade. Definitely a look. <laughs> it's it's gonna be shade all this this episode. I can already see. But you know, I'm gonna give him my go. Okay, on your mark, get okay. set, go. Okay, so we are Terrell and Jarius, and we are two gay dads raising our adorable little kids, Ashton and Aria, in Atlanta, Georgia. So we originally got started by sharing our journey online where we were looking for representation but couldn't really find it. So we decided we were going to be the representation that we were looking for. And to go against all the people that was throwing us hate and shade and we wanted to make everybody feel like they're in a safe space to share their love journey for each other. <gasps> Time. Boom. Bam! Boom! <laughs> Come I, on. I don't know. 
Tarot, that was like a mic drop moment. Not gonna lie. Okay, you did that. Give me it. Okay, you, <laughs> you did, did that. that. Come on, you come did. on. You exactly. <laughs> Listen, if, so if you guys at home follow these guys on the social, you see that they are so full of love. There is so much love in your family. I just love all of your pictures and how you just like, listen, me and my wife, we got two kids. Um, we love each other, you know, but we don't, it's not, you know. I feel like our, Let's just if say we tried it doesn't to make an Instagram like account, pictures. we wouldn't, we wouldn't look so happy together. That's, that's my oh, point. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. We said that we were going to start posting the bloopers to mm-hmm. get to those pictures that you guys see. And I think you'll oh, be shocked, funny. especially we're trying to get our kids to pose. Everybody's just like, how do you get the kids to pose um, in the pictures? Yeah, it's a lot of photos. It's but a long you, day. You know what, though? I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to be real here because, you know, this this is the thing to do on podcasting. Right. I feel like <laughs> everyone thinks that it is so easy for us to, like, present ourselves that way. But the one thing that people actually like really admire about us is the fact that we know we don't have it all together. And it's like, even though it, it may appear like that online, we're actually very real and authentic about it's not like this all the time. Right. Did you not see how we got on this podcast and started bickering just now? Like literally this is all day long. Now we love each other all day, but you know, we do have our moments where it's just like, okay, Tara, you getting on my last nerve, which honestly it, uh, even us sharing this mic is a lot right now. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but as Terrell said that he pulled the mic a little closer to himself. Right. He swears he's the star of the group and everyone knows it's me. Okay. Oh, gotcha. I think it's both of you. I think it's all four of you because those babies are adorable there you go. too. Ugh, they really are the probably stars. them. Yeah. <laughs> just, We're just the background. You're all well, amazing. Let's talk about those babies. Like how did you build your family? Ooh. Yeah. Through a hope and prayer this and be by 30 the skin on our teeth. <laughs> take your time. So I'll start. Let's take it back to college, which wasn't that 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 long ago. But Tara, um, you old. No, we <laughs> we we, we, we <laughs> <laughs> you you're older than me. So in back in college, one thing that we knew was that well, it, at least for me at the time, was that I wanted to be a parent. I was raised around a lot of kids and I was just like, I, I just always saw myself being a father. So as we were approaching, like, I think we were in junior year of college. Yeah, going I, into senior year. I started just really pressing like, OK, what are we going to do? You know how like they say, like, you know, you, you get pressured into marriage and it's just like, oh, when are you going to get married? I was like, OK, when are we going to have kids? Like, I, I know I want to be a dad. And I, I kind of got him on board. He thought I was crazy. He was I like, thought he was completely bananas. I'm like, Tara, we are like nowhere near where we want to be in life. And you're talking about children. What about my ring? Yeah, look, he wanted to get me. It was like, where's the ring? So look, I, I proposed we were engaged. And then it was like, OK, now back to what I was talking about. <laughs> it was like back, back to the kids. And I was I was deep into it, guys. I was like taking calls. I would pull him in. I was having Skype calls with agencies in Mexico, pricing it. I don't know how I was going to make it happen. We were like in school and working part time. I was just like, listen. Were, were the agencies for surrogacy or adoption at that time? Surrogacy. So I was like, $50,000 is nothing, Jarius. I don't in college, I was like, we can just start saving now and we can make it happen. <laughs> OK, so oh let me let me let me let you guys in on a secret. First of all, I've always wanted children as well, but I had literally zero experience with children whatsoever. So I'm already like nervous out of my mind. And then to add pressure to it, he was next in line for twins. 
in his mm-hmm. family because you know how they say it skips a generation yeah. and yeah. he just kept saying that we were going to have twins and I was like Terrell no <laughs> like I'm not ready for this and then when he brought me in on the call with the agency in Mexico they were like yeah so it's going to be about 50 on the low end till about $75,000 and I'm like Terrell where are we going to pull this money from like I'm and he's just like okay like we can save and we can do this and we can do that and I'm just like at the time out. I had my hair but I know that I was going bald because I'm just like, this is too much. It's too much. So I kept pushing and it was a lot of, if you, I'm sure you guys know, it was a lot of scandals and scams oh, in God. regards to surrogacy in Mexico. And it really just gave me cold feet. So, you know, we started just looking into the surrogacy Why were you looking here. for surrogacy in Mexico to begin with? Was it cheaper? Yeah, I mean, for a price. If, if fifty to seventy-five thousand I mean, versus yeah. one hundred and fifty here, I mean, I can, yeah. I, I could see where I'd be like, I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice. <laughs> look, yeah. look, let me, I'll, let me take a chance. But it, but <laughs> it didn't feel see, safe because scandals. Yeah, it, I actually yeah, we don't so, know that much about the scandals that were happening in Mexico. So yeah, it, oh yeah. god, it was, like, it, it was, it they was were like so. The, I, I distinctly remember one of the things on the call was that we would have had to stay in Mexico until the birth certificate was done so people were getting stuck there they weren't being able to leave with their babies it was just oh. like they were some people were there for like three or more months yeah oh. after birth because you can't leave you know you have to you have to leave when your baby's ready to leave not only the birth certificate but then you also have to wait for citizenship too because you have to allow them to become a citizen of the united states before they can go right. back oh and there are complications mm-hmm. because it's a surrogacy and yep yeah and two dads. That's like, it was there's just a, lot a lot. Yeah. And then on top of that, we also found out what was the it was like uh, the name of the hospital. I don't remember. I don't remember. But, but it was it was just like a big scam was going on with they like, were like they were taking money and not actually like inseminating, like just <gasps> all kinds of things. Yeah. Like they were pretending. Like, that how would you were. know, by the way? It, yeah, exactly. Because most of the time you're in the States and all of what they're doing is like, I think you go you go like one time, maybe. And then you give like your sperm count and all of that stuff. And then you fly back home and they do everything. So like people were spending so much money just hoping that yeah. they were doing the right things. And it, and a whistleblower ended up like calling the whole operation out and, you know, everything just kind of fell apart. But it happened right before we were getting ready to move forward in the process. And we were just like, OK, Whoa. yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> like, I mean, literally good right timing, before. Right? Yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> so we we kind of I kind of picked up my feelings from that. And I was like, okay, so what, what are our next steps? And Jarius was really big on, okay, well, listen, I can't, I, I'm on board now, kind of, but we need a house, you know, like we're in an apartment material, you know, we're about to graduate and he fell in love with Atlanta. So we're in Louisiana at the time. And so we got a house. I was just like, okay, you want a house? <laughs> I was like a genie. Okay. I was like, listen, he was like, we have to get married first. I proposed. He said, we have to get a house. We graduated in May. I needed the commitment. I need to know, like, you know, we got an apartment. We can break the lease. But, like, it's going to be a whole different ball game when we sign this mortgage. So I need some commitment before. Uh-uh, you already trapped. So I needed some commitment before we bring these kids in the world. So then we got, we got the, we got, we graduated in May. We got mm-hmm. a house in June and we were pregnant by October. Super quick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why? What? Wait, Whoa. say that one more time. That was so fast that went through my head. Say that one more time. Yeah. <laughs> That's how fast it was for us. <laughs> so we graduated college in, in May. 
we moved to Atlanta in May. We had our house by June and we were pregnant with our child by October. Wow. Okay, Robin, we have to, need to tell everyone about the Cubo AI. The Cubo AI, you guys, is the first smart baby monitor to apply AI detection to baby's sleep, safety, and memory. We what? really do, Jamie. You're right. The Cubo AI has video quality so crisp, you could see the baby breathing. Isn't that amazing? Um, I mean, this would have taken so much of my anxiety away as a new mom. So much. And that's not all it does, guys. It alerts you when your baby's face is covered or they roll over, which is important. It alerts you when they cry. And, and don't worry because you can adjust the sensitivity on that so you're not alerted for small cries or like baby talk. You can also set danger zone alerts like the crib railing or the staircase. The Cubo AI will send an alert when the baby crosses that threshold so you don't have to worry. It's, it's all taken care of Amazing. For and all of the alerts, don't worry, can be turned off or they can be adjusted if you're not into them. It also offers family sharing, which is pretty cool because up to eight accounts you can share with your loved ones so that they can say hi to your baby or catch up on the latest auto-captured moments and feel even closer from afar, which is great. It's so I'm, I'm sad this didn't exist for us. Ugh, me too. Honestly, so sad. But I mean, I guess the, at least our listeners can enjoy it now. Exactly. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to getcubo.com and use code OCT for a discount off your order. Do it for peace of mind. That's getcubo.com and use OCT for a discount off your order. Are you both like really go-getter type people or was Terrell like the really driving force and you were kind of just like, I'll help, but you weren't dragging your feet? Or how was so, that? This oh, is he, the thing, he was, right? he was drug into it. <laughs> I was dragging him along with me. It was like, we're going to do this together. So this is the thing. The thing about Terrell is, is I married a really, really ambitious person who I truly admire because it brings out a different side of, of me. I've always been ambitious and we we both did really well in school. We were both really social people. So we worked really well together. But I'm also a very realistic person. And Terrell's more of a I don't want to see the negative. I only want to focus on the positive <laughs> because that's the good stuff. So I feel like for us working together, we balance each other out really well because I'm more of a person that can reel him in mm -hmm. and he's more of a person that can make me see the Until bigger he picture. Tells me no. Until oh, he hates no. <laughs> he I, hates I hate no. no too. I get it. But the logistics do matter sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But mm -hmm. see, I operate in a state of I'm OK if somebody just doesn't say no. But if you say, well, let's do this, this and this, and I'm a I'm a good I can mark tasks off Box the list. Checker. You know, like I could, I could do it. So it's like if you tell me and give now, me mind you, I'm thinking I'm gonna it. have some time because I'm like, okay, we're 22 <laughs> years old. I'm thinking like, okay, to buy a house, get married, all this stuff, we probably at least have until we're 25. No, <laughs> you just graduated school. Yeah, how did you get all the money together? I know. How did I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> Thrilling as I a hope and a prayer. Yeah. So, so it was difficult, and so. This is an exclusive guy. So we actually were just talking about this because we, we don't talk about it too much because of how laws are and because of the platform we're on, we didn't want to encourage it. So we actually went very independent mm -hmm. and 
mm-hmm. I went through, just did a ton of research, probably. I actually don't. People ask all the time, like how we found our circuit. I really don't even remember. It was just like really late night. You know what I think it is? Honestly, I think that when you're a really good person and you have something that you really want and you're coming from like a really good place, then God always leads us to like the right things at the right times. And I feel Mm. like it's been so consistent over our uh, we've been together almost 10 years now. It's been so consistent that you know, when we're doing the right things and being good people, like it just seems like everything just falls out of the sky out of nowhere, because the way we found the surrogate was literally like a one in a million chance yeah. happening. So we found her, we went to meet her, did all of, you know, the went over work, everything yeah. with her. We were on scholarships, mostly in school. So we were working as well. So all we had was just like our normal bill. So we saved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we moved to Atlanta, we started working as well. But we found our surrogate, got through the agreement. We did traditional surrogacy, which means that she was also the biological mother of the child. Oh. Now, now, now we didn't do the do. No. Uh, we used <laughs> we we used a product. They actually no longer make it. I don't know if I ever told you that, but it's, it was called um, a stork ironically. Um, and, and yeah, and heterosexual couples, it was actually marketed towards heterosexual couples to increase their chances of getting pregnant if they were struggling. So if you can picture oh, it, I and I know I you can't said, wait, I can't wait yeah. to picture this. So the, the Patreon guests get to see me do this weird visual. Okay. So <laughs> it's, well, it's, typically it's, uh, it's like a Turkey based mm-hmm, method, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like a much more, Fan, it's like a much more high contraption. Yeah. yeah. Like, so you essentially Going in jail. I guess. Come yeah, on, I, was, I want to say I didn't. We didn't actually. We're all adults here. I okay. mean, put your business in a cup. We t- th- listen. Okay. We have to get creative in the way we make our families. So we've talked about right. a yeah. lot of different things on this podcast. Right. You go okay. there. You just take it there. Okay. So you had to ejaculate into a cup, and then you place it into what seems like a a rocket launcher. <laughs> it's so interesting and so it's like it's like okay so the the end of the the thing is like sitting like this and then you place the cup in the middle and then you pull the lever back you can't it see it but i'm red right now it's so like it's make... like a pinball machine like shooting the yeah. ball out, out, yeah. bing, like a pinball machine yeah so you pull the it's like a it's like a it's like a Dang, I don't have it. Okay, so it's like a long little thing. And then uh-huh. as you pull it back, the top closes. So it yeah. closes the cup in. Uh-huh. And so she has to insert, then insert it. it and then press the button to release, release it. it. Mm-hmm. But so the cup kind of sticks for a while, mm-hmm. but it has a string at the end, like like a tampon. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's supposed to like lay on her back for like, you know, elevate 30 minutes, legs. like elevate your yeah. legs. All the things. And, it's, and, it, and it just keeps All it the there. <laughs> so that was the trick for if a heterosexual couple was struggling they would they would use that because it kind of like keeps Locks it there it to yeah. get it's it like, closer it's like it's like a locked door it's like yeah it's yeah. like locking, yeah. The, locking the princess <laughs> in the castle like stay yes. in there that's not, yeah so that's exactly what it was and so we did that um <laughs> and ironically we got pregnant on our first try let wow. me let me take it a step further we inseminated like three times while she was on her first ovulation. Which the, is so hard, by the, the way, tracking and, and ovulation what, cycles. Yeah, <laughs> what no one really knows is that the first time she actually spilled it. Oops. Oh. She spilled the liquid gold and Did we were like, you? oh my God. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. We were like, girl, like, you're like, I'm going to need a half hour. You're like, I'm going to need some time before I get that for you again. (laughs) We were like, we we went to Florida. She she lived in Florida. Mm -hmm. We went to meet her and we were like, okay, it's go time. And so, again, little little information. They recommend that you are a for a little while. Many activities. So that you can have a, a decent amount. Abundance. And so, an abundance, right. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. And I'm just like, okay, this is like three, four days in the making, guys. And so did it. She She's in the hotel room. So we step out. And then she calls. And I'm like, okay, that's quick. And she was like, I spilled it. And I like could have passed out in the hallway. I'm like, what? I'm like, well, we got to go to Walmart. We literally walked around Walmart for like 45 minutes, like just shopping and just like in the middle of the night. Luckily, it stayed open just to pass time to go and try again. And I'm just like, please be careful this time with the rocket launcher. Like, I, I need you to be careful. It was so devastating. And I'm like, I worked really hard for that. Right. Okay, folks, let's talk better help. Yes. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you know Robin and I are huge fans of BetterHelp. It is so true. It I is. mean, BetterHelp is online therapy that is done securely online. You go to their website, you sign up, and you could start talking with a licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. I love it. It's so great. And this is not a crisis line. This is not self-help. This is professional counseling that is done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. So you can possibly find someone more qualified to deal with your particular situation that you might not have been able to find in your local town. Robin, the lady that helped you and I, (laughs) she was stellar. She was amazing. She she told it like it was. She did not muss around. We needed that. And I love that it's so accessible. You can log into your account anytime and you can send a message to your counselor. And you get timely and thoughtful responses. And this is a big one. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. Mic drop. Boom. Boom. So guys, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to, which is just another great bonus perk. Yeah, it's just the best. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So what you're going to do is visit betterhelp.com slash OCT. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Amazing. Yep. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And if these ovaries could talk, listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash OCT. So then we go back, we inseminate again, and then that started the process of the three inseminations. So then when we did the actual pregnancy tracker, we found out that the day she got pregnant was the very first night that we inseminated when she spilled it. So it was so incredibly special to us because I feel like through all of that, like we still were able to achieve something that, you know, a lot of people don't even get to achieve until months, sometimes years later you know, into the process and we did it on the very first attempt. So it was, it was super amazing. We were elated. And I remember the day we found out, we went to like Target and went shopping immediately for baby bottles. (laughs) Like we were just head over heels. So the story of, of that is important because that's kind of like 
what got us into social media, if you will, because we wrote the company that the product that we use oh, and the rocket launcher people. Yeah, I wrote them just to say, oh my goodness, I just want to let you guys know, like we're a same sex couple and we use your product and it worked. And so they like, it was, it was like a weekend. They wrote us back like on the weekend. It was like, do you mind if we talk to you? Like, can you give us a call? Like we never thought to market it to same sex couples. Like, oh my goodness. we're so And like, they went on a whole like press thing with us. And we got like an article in wall street journal, Whoa. just like, all about like conceiving things just fall into place you guys are just like (laughs) touched yeah (laughs) i have have one i have one question yeah were there any legal issues with using like a surrogacy and her egg and did she have to terminate parental rights or like because we we interviewed one other couple that did it in the same way or just one of the guys and he said it was illegal in his state and so he was like i don't talk about it much and so we cut it out but so i'm curious okay so in in full transparency who can really say that because you can really get a friend pregnant let's just say and then they just terminate their parental rights so i guess i guess if you're going about it and saying oh she's a surrogate then i guess it's like legalities around that but Mm -hmm. it's no different than if you plan to co-parent and then one parent just kind of like says i'm not doing this yeah, yeah, you know, like so, to me, I think that that's just. The but, but there I was think, like some risk in that though, too, because she could have yeah, been like, "It's my baby." She could have changed her yeah. mind. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's so nerve wracking once the baby's here because they give them what like twenty one days, days after the baby's born mind. to change their mind. So yeah. you're like you're like on pins and needles. Now with this particular journey, we got to twenty weeks, and our surrogate actually suffered a miscarriage. Yeah. Oh. So this 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 yeah this wasn't um so that's our our first daughter Aubrey. So she had a miscarriage um. And then we tried again. And so that's how we got Ashton and Arya. But I think people always think like our first journey yes. was like Ashton and Arya. Yeah. Oh, good to know. But, and uh, then, but like the fact that she stuck with you too and, and, and kept going and tried again for you is... No, no, no. So or did she? Well, I was going to say, did she? Uh-oh. So this is the thing. <laughs> yeah. So because she had, which we didn't really know this, but she had had a baby maybe like 10 months prior to that. And when you have a baby that is not at least 15 months old, you run the risk of your body thinking that it's time time for labor earlier than when it is. So for her, she went into early labor just because her body was telling her that it's time to. Which I think is important to know, because that's why we were connected. When I found her, she she was passionate about being a surrogate is what she said, because she was told that she could never have kids. Mm -hmm. And so we. We didn't think, take all that into account, but she had just had a baby and she was like, well, she knew how it felt to be told that she couldn't have a baby. She was in a, it was a heterosexual relationship as well. So she had her son and then she wanted to give someone else a blessing to be able to do that. Um, But I think it was just too soon. Her body didn't recover from it. And then she um, ended up having a miscarriage. That must've been so tough. Yeah. Those are the kinds of things that maybe like a surrogacy agency might've like vetted out, but it's like you you get the savings, but then you're going to maybe have some hard learnings along the way. For sure. For sure. And I feel like through this process, it was super difficult. And as I'm sure everyone can imagine, Going through this process at 20, we were 22 when we got pregnant, but then our birthdays came. And when she had the miscarriage, we were 23. Suffering the loss of a child at 23 years old was really difficult. And, you know, even though we went the traditional route and we were able to save some money going that route for us just graduating college, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just to imagine like having 
all of your dreams and hopes tied into the surrogate. And like, you know, as I'm sure you guys can understand as well, like getting to that 13 week mark is <sighs> like the golden rule mm-hmm. in trying to, you know, get you to the just end. Like you're safe. You're just like, oh, we're good now. And I mean, and like so we, were 20. we were like on pins and needles trying to get there. When we finally got there, we were just like, okay, now we can breathe. Now we can announce it. Now we can do all of these things. So miscarriage had long left our minds or thoughts about, you know, that even happening. So then to get a call out of nowhere, virtually one day. And I remember Terrell called me, he was at work in another state and he called me and he was hyperventilating. And if anyone knows our story, Terrell always kind of finds himself in difficult situations where (laughs) I am so scared. And so when he called and he's (laughs) hyperventilating, I'm thinking the first thing I thought was like, oh my God, like he's trapped in a car. He can't breathe. And oh like, God. he's, you know, yeah, like all of these, all he's of, trying the worst. to, you know, get to me. <laughs> and then he tells me, Aubrey's gone. And I'm like, what do you mean? We just saw her last week. What do you mean? She's gone. So then I'm like, okay, like clearly he's just all over the place, but then it sunk in like, oh my God, like we're going through a miscarriage and I had yeah. to drop everything and like shoot to Florida. And it, it was just, it was such a, a grueling day. And then we got there and it was like, you know, a few days, maybe like three or four days mm-hmm. where we had like hope and then we didn't have hope and we found our heartbeat and then uh. we didn't find it. Like it was just uh. so much. And then the end result was we had to stand outside of the delivery room because they wouldn't allow us to be in and basically pray for like a solid 20 minutes if she was going to come out and if she her lungs were developed enough to know how to breathe on her own. Uh. and I heard them deliver her and I heard our surrogate crying and then we walked in and, and saw her. And of course we knew that that was it. So oh, just wow. a very difficult, long journey. That so ultimately, so, I mean, not, and not, I mean, dealing with it, you know, by ourselves at such a young age was difficult, but then we had so much, you know, we had social media, you know, as yeah. well. So that we had just did this this Wall uh, Street article. Yeah, we did at this a, we point, did a, you have been you're you're, you're built, public, right? You're public. Yeah. You're out there. We did a we did like a gender reveal online. We were yeah. we were posting. We got reached out to by Ellen DeGeneres to yeah. come on her show. Like uh, it was all of these things, and then it was just like to go back and then know that okay like we everything have to tell stopped. all of these people that, but then everybody didn't stop asking you know yeah. we made a post but then every other day people were just like how's the baby who uh. didn't see the post like what's going on so it was like a constant like every day yeah. we, we took a break from social media during that time because it was just like almost a year yeah yeah well <laughs> rightly so i mean i want to know why why weren't you allowed in the room yeah <sighs> to this day we really don't know you know why they, i mean we have speculations Suspicions. on why yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we. I think yeah, we all they, have they, the same suspicions right now. We all have it. That's yeah. why. <laughs> sure. It didn't appear to be anything medically related, you know, because I've been in the room yeah. um, with my sister, you know, to the side, but it, you know, to the side when my yeah. sister gave birth, like we were all there. Mm-hmm. Five people have been in there. Oh my God. I never oh. want five people in the in the room with me. I just want to say that. I just want to say that. Me, I was like, take that, take the mirror out. I don't want anybody in this room. I mean, it's right. it's more like a stillbirth than a miscarriage. I mean, you were so far along. The fact that there yeah. was even hope that yeah. maybe the baby could make it. It's just that's that's a lot to process. Yeah. yeah. And I think what was even more difficult is we had to come back home. And 
again, because we're out of state, guys, so like we had to drive, drive six, six hours, back hours home. to get separately, back home separately, <laughs> because he had to drive from another state from work. And then we get back home. And again, as we told you guys in the beginning, I was, you know, always the one that needed more convincing to have children. Now I'm all invested. And, you know, when you're going through the process of pregnancy, every single day you're checking the apps, every single day you're yeah. envisioning life with the child. And then I go back to, well, what do I do now? Yeah, it's hard to go back to reality without it. And know? then Terrell is just like, he just wants to exist. And just wants to be in the moment. And I'm like, okay, well, we need we to grieve very differently. Find at another the time. surrogate. We need to get back on, on the saddle and start this process again. And we clashed on that. It's like you switched you know, because places. I would have thought I was gonna say I would have thought yeah. it would have been the opposite. I, I'm surprised yeah. by that. Yeah, yeah. we kind of had to take turns. So it was him trying to console me. And then it, it seems like as soon as I was done and and okay, he started his process and then I had to be there for him. So right. I think it it definitely changed our viewpoint. And I think that to this day, even on how we parent, like it's so much to yeah. have kids that it's just like, like every single day, we, we're just so thankful for them. And I think we're super protective over them because we had that experience. I think a lot of people don't really understand yeah. that. So this huge trauma happened and you had to grieve, you took a break. And then, mm-hmm. and then how'd you guys move forward? So we eventually, you know, was just like, okay, well, like Jaria says, like, how do you go back to not, you know, not having a child, not expecting, you know, going into stores and seeing baby things and mm-hmm. not getting emotional. So we agreed that we were going to. Oh, not again. even just that. I just thought about something. We also were expecting with our two cousins and we were all expecting so within months happened. of each other. It was, like, it was unplanned, but it was kind of like this. Our family, we were all time to be like our daughter was supposed to be born in July. July. And then one in June and one in March. Yeah. So it's so like back to back. So we, we were like, and then we suffered the miscarriage in early March and that baby was born in late March. So we had to be there for all of them as well, which was hard too. Yeah. We agreed to try again, same route. So same, you know, traditional, um, traditional surrogacy, but we, we found someone and we were trying with her trying, 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 and she wasn't getting pregnant. And we were just like, okay, it's kind of getting expensive to like, you know, Keep, keep doing this. Out there, um, keep doing it. So here's, you know, this is the last time. So we did it. We did the pregnancy test and it was a no. So mm-hmm. we, you know, it was like, okay, we moved on and started the process with someone else that we kind of already had built a relationship with. So it's hard. This she is gets, hard. You're yeah. gaining oh my God, yeah. so much. So I'm exhausted hard. just hearing this. this yeah. Hard. And then she gets pregnant almost immediately. Yep. Um, first the, try. The, you know, like the first try that we started with this, the second surrogate. And so we're all head over heels. We're super excited. Like, okay, we're going through this again. We get a call a few weeks after that. She's like on the edge of her seat. We get a call a few weeks after from the surrogate that we kept trying with that didn't get pregnant to say, I had a false negative. I actually am pregnant. Oh, so everyone thinks that so our kids are twins and they're not twins. They're, they're five, five weeks, weeks apart. apart. Oh. unplanned <laughs> completely what? unplanned and let me tell you how uh, you're again remember early in the story where i said terrell has twins that run yeah in his family, yeah and yeah. i was I, so I panic. the panic i am panicked for you i literally wanted to pass out on i mean what, what do you do when you get that call i'm just like because now it's not yeah. now it's not like traditional twins now you have two <laughs> surrogates that you have yeah. to take at the same of. time and again, there's no agencies, so yeah. we have to manage both 
Yeah. Oh my god. Everything. Oh my yeah. god. You were like, what? holy crap. We found out they were both different genders, of course, during gender reveals. So that was like, <laughs> you know, we, we adjusted to it. It was just like, this okay, a boy and a girl. Okay, Robin, uh-huh. we have a new sponsor that I am very excited about. Femtasy. Oh, we're going to talk about sex, aren't we? Okay, I, I can yes. do this. I can do this. I don't know if you can. I know I can. Okay. All right, so Femtasy, guys, is a streaming platform with short, erotic, yes, I said erotic, audio stories for women. Yep, uh-huh. And these stories are ethically produced, which is important, and are especially designed to satisfy the female desire and provide pleasure. It's so good. Their steamy fantasies are narrated by both men and women, so you can take your pick. There are only audios, no images, right? So it stimulates your imaginations, which is great. And with these sensual stories, you can explore your sexuality, which is important for us, and bring your most intimate fantasies to life. Guys, think of femtasy like a sexy voice note from your hot date or your wife. <laughs> now, I know this topic always makes me blush, but, but I am actually really excited, a little bit in the dirty way. About, okay, no, I am about femtasy because they inspire and encourage women to embrace their sexuality by exploring their most intimate desires. I mean, moms need this. Sometimes we get so caught up in raising kids that we forget about our sexual side. I mean, I, I hear that's the case. I mean, not me, but okay. So listen, I really do love that femtasy supports women to not only enjoy their fantasies, but to lead a self-determined life in bed, on the streets, everywhere. And there's women on women's stuff. Too, ooh, so ooh, they, they're ooh. inclusive. And okay. it's a safe space. I mean, how do you find out what you like and what you don't like? I mean, how do you test it? That's especially important for folks in the LGBTQ community. I just want to say, I really like Ruby's voice. Yeah, you and do. That's it. That's there. I said it. There yeah. I said it. And you can choose if you want it to be more intense or less intense. Like, it's really Ooh. fun. <laughs> and for our listeners on femtasy.com, that's F-E-M-T-A-S-Y, you're going to find everything you need from a super diverse selection of sensuality stimulating audios to the most diverse and intimate fantasies. Oh, and Femtasy has lowered their price for International Masturbation Month so that all women have easy access to erotic stories, embrace their sensual side, and have lots of fun while exploring their sexuality. So that's just 99 cents per month and $9.99 for the annual subscriptions. I mean, get it. You know, Tyrrell was like, he's a he's a boy dad and I'm a girl dad. We got what we wanted. And I feel like what was even more interesting in the situation is that both of them were born 36 weeks into the pregnancy, completely unplanned. Like, but it just so happened but, that both surrogates ended up delivering at 36. But weeks. so the story gets better, guys. Oh, God. So, it can't get better. It can. It's it not gets, possible. It oh gets it. It gets better worse okay so we we go into it and so we had just it was almost similar like our surrogate called um we had just talked to her and everything was fine like we go to doctor business you know how you can go to the doctor business and they'll say oh your baby weighs about this much mm-hmm. you know he your baby's about six pounds everything's going fine i'm like okay you know like call me if anything happens so she's calling like a million times. She feels like she's going into labor. So we like rushed to her. I remember I feel so bad because the first thing I said was like, this better be happening. No, it was I, like, I, I, you know, I was the first she lived like an, she lived an hour away, over an hour away from us. And it was 4 a.m. And I had to be to work at eight. And I'm just like, man, this <laughs> we were just we, we were drove both just all like because this is this has been like false labor for like a few. This is like second or third time that she thought she was in labor. 
So we get there and like literally every sign or every test that the doctor could do to check to see if she was in labor was like, said no. no. And then finally the doctor was like, okay, well we have to do a vaginal check. And she was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like I hate those. And he was like, well, that's literally the only thing that we could do. And they go and check. And I remember the doctor was in there and she was like, okay, well, yeah, you're not in labor. And when she pulls her hand out, the water breaks. Oh. And then it's like, yeah, okay. So now you you're are in labor. labor. Now you're and then I just yeah. remember thinking like, wait, I have four more weeks to prepare yeah. for this. It's like, you, it's like, you always think you're prepared and you know, like, Never. Are you? You That's never feel parenting, like you're right? That was your first yeah. lesson, right there. <laughs> right, and so then we go through the process. Now, this is another thing. They only let one of us go in. What? I bit the bullet, and I was like, "Okay, you can go." I'm going in the other one. Yeah, you, you had this one. Right. <laughs> you had a chance, right? That's yeah. it. So that was the, that was the goal. I was like, "All right, you can go into this first one, and oh then I'll God. do so you know hard, our though. daughter." That's so gross. Yeah. That's so gross I that they were able to believe that. Yeah. Yes. So I'm I'm literally like in the waiting room, like pacing. He's like sending me pictures of him, like fully dressed out. And he's like, OK, we're ready. The next picture that I get in the waiting room is, you know, how when they take the baby out, they set him down on the our, scale, on the scale. Our baby weighed three pounds, 11 ounces. Oh, no. And oh, we no. had no idea. I'm just like, so, I can't win. Uh, and I remember because, <laughs> you know, I was in there and I was like uh, rubbing the surrogate's hair. And we were like guessing and she was like, oh, I think he's going to be about seven and a half pounds. I was like, "Mm, I think he's probably going to be about like six or something like that. And then I remember the doctors pulling him out and they were like, it's definitely a boy. Uh, He's just really small. And I was like, he looks normal, though. He's he was so long, but he was just really, really small uh-huh. and then they take him over to the scale and they put him on there and said three pounds 11 ounces i'll take a crap. picture and i send it to tarot and then the doctor says so he's he's gonna be here for a while we're gonna have to keep him and i'm just thinking like i cannot believe this and you know doctors are, listen i watch a lot of Grey's anatomy <laughs> and so I, know, I know how i feel like i'm a surgeon part-time so i, I feel like doctors are trained to give you the words yeah to are to to they can't make promises they're not right. supposed to make promises or yeah. so they're just like it's gonna be a long road like i think that they'll rather you feel it up front than than be too hopeful yeah. because then they have to tell you the bad news it was just like nerve-wracking so he sends it and mind you i'm in like a waiting room so i don't know where they're at and oh. i just just remember just being overwhelmed with emotions and so he stayed in the nicu to like he did amazing you know, was, thank God he did so good. They He did way better than the doctors anticipated. He was only in the NICU for two weeks and he got to come home. Okay. 13 days. Well, he was supposed to leave on the 11th day. And he ended up coming on the 13th day because he had an apnea episode on day 11. And they had to keep him for two more days. But, but, but I'll tell you guys, it was so amazing because he was born prematurely. And the funny thing is that he was actually born on our daughter that we miscarried her due date. Yep. So they Aww. would have had the same birthday. Oh my goodness gracious. So, so crazy like, how guys work. Yeah. Like, so to- yeah. totally unplanned. Aubrey um, was due July 27th. Ashton was born on July 27th. So that was, that was amazing for us. He came Oh, home. now I, I for, mm, Oh yeah. God, I'm going to cry. I don't even know why. <laughs> I, know. I, I, for a second, I forgot that detail. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So he came home and everything was fine. Sister was still cooking. Listen, I li- we can't make this up. Like, I, I'm telling you, you can fact check all of this. And so he he was he was fine. You know, like he was 
we had the sleep schedule down pack. It was like, okay, you take this, you take this turn. Jarius had went back to work. Well, I went back to work. You were still off. I luckily my job gave me six months paid off. Okay. And actually Whoa. I, I yeah. found out it was six months per child. So I actually got a whole year paid. Now, oh, that's now. incredible. That's a good yeah, job. Everyone loved, yeah. <laughs> everyone loved that part of my job. Me too. I was like, and he, had, he had just <laughs> started it, it not too long ago. Oh, so I was like, great. it was perfect. Mm-hmm. To note, though, what we didn't say was that we did all of this and told no one. No so one. our son was born and no one knew. No one knew we were pregnant. No one, even no knew, one knew we were pregnant. Yeah. At work. We oh, really? Son. I mean, but you were all over the social. No, no, no. Oh, we took a, no. We took a break. You taking the break. Yeah, yeah. We, we stopped. Oh, so you didn't tell, wait, we, nobody? Like friends and family we, knew. Not even we our moms. Had, what? No. Oh. Our moms didn't know. No we, one. We literally vowed what? after the miscarriage <laughs> because so many people were reaching out to us that it was so hard to deal with that we vowed that if we ever got pregnant again, my baby's going to be here. <laughs> well, no. At first, we said we were going to wait until yeah. we were 30 weeks pregnant and then we would announce it. But then when we got to 30 weeks, we were also planning our wedding reception at the time, too. And Terrell had a crazy thought of would it be so amazing? to announce the children at the wedding reception. And we were like, let's do it. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. So we waited. So he's home now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ari is still cooking. Uh, so uh, Yeah. So Ari's still cooking. Our family's in Louisiana. Our friends hadn't seen us. Now, mind you, our kids were born in July. Our friends didn't see us until October. Yep. Well, they saw us one time. We we ended up caving and telling our moms a little bit early. Oh my we God. have that. that oh, yeah, that's told them in, we told them in August. So yeah, we told them in August because my mom August. came down. I this a whole nother story. I faked like I was having my tonsils removed, and I was like, <laughs> I need you to come down. And it, I think we we have the video on our YouTube, but I had like a box of things. No, it's like, on TikTok. It's on I have YouTube to see too. the video. It's our reaction. We have to see. Yeah. The video. So like I, I had like this box. So I stuffed my in my mouth with like cotton balls <laughs> and I was like laying in the bed. Jari's picked her up from the airport. And I'm like, mom, can you get this stuff for me? Like the doctor says, like, you need to read this stuff. So like she opens it and it's like a, a ultrasound. Then it was a shirt. Then it was a picture of our son because we had gotten pictures taken of him. And then it was the baby monitor to show that he was in the other room. So like she screams and like runs in the other room. She's like, but she was so mad at you. I bet she was like, damn it, you didn't tell me. No, after the fact, she was. She she was was happy. She was so overwhelmed at the time. She literally, she's like, oh my God, where is he? Where is he? And she goes into the room and she literally just bawls her eyes out. And she's just like crying. Oh my God. And then once it all settled, then she got on us. Yeah. (laughs) Smacking on the shoulder. But mind you, she yeah. only knew about Ashton. Yeah, she, she did not we stood in stuff because Arya wasn't here. So Ashton was born July 27th. <laughs> Arya wasn't born until September 2nd. And so <laughs> she, she was in Michigan. And so the thing was, is our mom still didn't know. We didn't say anything because we were just very stuck on, listen, I... And and you know what? We we were worried about other people's feelings too because it was hard on friends and family too, yeah. you know, because they had to watch us go through it. So we were just like, okay, well, if something happens, God forbid, we'll deal with it. But we don't want to like go on social media or say anything about it. Yeah. So we just felt more comfortable. Once the baby's here, we're in the clear. Like that's how we think about it now. Yeah. Um, and, and so again, the story never ends. Early 36 weeks, we're still thinking that we have time. The surrogate in Michigan calls to tell us that she fell down the stairs. Oh. Again, cannot make this up, oh guys. So now she's in the hospital and she's going into labor. Now, mind you, I have to find a, a flight to Michigan like 
in the next, next hour, hour. <laughs> to make it to her. And she ended up delivering before I got there. So I never got a chance to be in the room. You have to have another baby so that <laughs> you get to be in the room, right. obviously. Oh my God. <laughs> right. So look, it's no question about who's in it the next time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, our daughter, she was, she was still small. She was five pounds, seven, five, five pounds, one ounce, five pounds. Ounce. Yeah. She was still tiny, but she was, and still to this day, superwoman. And then life changed ever since we had a girl. So yep. sleep schedules have been off as easy as our son was. She was like, nope, like, yep. <laughs> here I am. Our son get up. Like, he, I mean, he is literally the yeah. most Perfect. chill baby you could have ever wanted. She like, broke out of swaddles every night. Oh my God. She, was like, <laughs> she did. I like, am the woman of the house, and I'm going to make all three of you know it, yeah. including the dogs. <laughs> this is amazing. For me, it's like poetic justice when people have their first one is so easy, and then the second one rocks their world. Because I had, yeah, but they only had five weeks in between. I know you yeah, didn't no, have it's not like that, you know. That, it's like, that's true. It's not like two well, years later. It still feels good to me. We yeah. had five weeks in between, but keep in mind, Ashton was in the NICU for two weeks. Yeah, so we only had him home for three. Yeah, weeks. yeah. But he was. Chill. He was in the little incubator for two weeks. Yeah. So, but but you know what? I would never want that to happen again. But I think him being in the NICU helped us with him sleeping and all because we never co-slept yeah so he was like used to just like mm. okay little little sound machine and me sleeping by myself yeah. but yeah that's how we got to like to this day even people who find us on socials they always think that they're twins i thought they were, I thought they were twins even if we're in a grocery store people are like are they twins we just mm-hmm. say yeah because it's easier than going through all of that explaining so i'm just like yeah they're twins <laughs> well it took you 48 minutes to do that so i don't think that that's something you should do at the grocery that's, store ever that's the right. thing with our families like in general do we go into the whole story with everything oh, like, every God. little thing like am i going to tell them the whole thing or am i just going to be like yeah do you, you, the, do you get the are you sisters or oh, the all yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. all the, that's you us. Get that too Who's we, the, we, what's the who's the who's yeah that's like we, that kind of thing yeah, yeah. well we get the Oh my goodness! Oh, your yeah. your wives are so lucky that you're giving them a break with the kids. Oh, I wish my husband could see this, and he would do that for me. So we annoying. went to a christening one time and got it at church, and Tara was just like, "Oh, yeah, let me just go away. ahead and leave. I'm just gonna go." <laughs> the assumptions are so not funny. here, not here, yeah, not here. We're not gonna have that conversation. You gotta pick and choose. But then, like, yeah. when your right. kids yeah. start listening, then it's like, okay, well, now I really have yeah. to. I gotta go into it yeah. with this woman. So we got a kids- little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Do you all it's, it's, talk about like who was the donor, or do you keep that to yourselves? Whose sperm? Yeah. So yeah. Or yeah. So oh, we, do you we know? did it. Yeah. So we know, but we never shared it. And and our reasoning behind it was when we first went through our journey with, with the miscarriage, it was it was me. So I was the donor. <laughs> um, and so everyone knew that that was public, but it created kind of a. I don't know if it was intentional, but it kind of created separation, not between us, but with like family and friends. Like, and mm. we never wanted that to happen again, where it was like, well, this is my grandchild right. or this is my cousin's they took son ownership. or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. The- yeah. Not and, only and that, like but that. then to add a different layer to it, some people also thought that Terrell would grieve more uh-huh. because uh-huh. it was his child. Yeah. And he suffered the loss and it, you know, it wasn't really, it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been that bad for him. And so yeah. it was, so with, with our, with, with our kids now, it was never a, okay, well, we did this, we did this. And so we wanted to keep it that way. You know, if, if they asked, we would tell them, but we just didn't want the world to create it because, you know, as strong as we are in, in our, in our marriage and, and the fact that we're parents, they're both of our kids, 
I think that if so many people say, say it, it starts yeah. to create little insecurities in yourself too. Yeah. And you start to feel like you just yeah. start to listen to it. It's yeah. like anything with social media. And I so I think also like there are so many people who don't get the opportunity to go through surrogacy or who don't even want to go through surrogacy. They want to adopt. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in, in a sense, it's also invalidating them because it's, virtually telling them that those aren't their children because they aren't biologically theirs. And even if we would have adopted our children, does it really make them any less our kids? It doesn't. So I feel like, you know, for us, we really wanted to to take that part out of it. Like, regardless, this is our family. These are our Mm -hmm. children. And no matter how they got here, they're ours. And that's all that matters. And that matters to any other family that's out there, no matter how you create it. I love that. And it's it, yeah. it's uh, we talk about it a lot on the podcast, the bi- the bio parent versus the non bio parent. And there's always yeah. feelings and they're always just in in the couple themselves. There's always feelings that yeah. you have to work through yeah. together and then to bring other people from the outside in. I agreed 100 yeah. percent. Your reasoning is solid for, for handling it the way you do. And you're not the only gay male couples we've talked to who've done surrogacy who have not who didn't disclose that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, I also just respect your really ability to make clear and delineated boundaries with what what you share socially and what you're like, that's our story. Yeah. And then this yeah. is what we're willing to share. And this is what we're not. And I think that's really important, too. You, sure. have, you in this this field, you definitely have to have a clear line of of what's for us and what's for that we don't mind sharing with everyone else. And so much so to like, you know, even from like, you know, stories, Instagram stories are meant to be like, you know, sharing everyday parts of your life. And I feel like for for me, I'm really bad at sharing stories because I feel like there are certain things that I do just want to keep personal, not even personal, but there do some things that I want to be in the moment for. Yeah. And like, I want to be present. I don't want to, you know, have like the phone out and like recording everything. So I feel like, you know, you, you just have to have a clear line on, on where you stand and what's personal and what's not personal so that the lines don't blur. And then before you know it, everything in our life is like, for a camera yeah. and it's you know we have to keep the reality a reality yeah i think you are the experts for all the people at home for <laughs> for deciding you have to have the conversation with each other even if you're not on social media if you're not instagrammers if you're not you know the, if you don't have this platform even within our families too like you said decide what are we going to tell the world about our family and what mm-hmm. is what what are we keeping for ourselves? I think that's a really right. and when and when when to share and how of that. yeah and when I think that's something we all too. have to do. But you're the experts yeah. because you guys are on this huge platform and you've had to figure this out for yourselves. You know, and I think we it's we okay. still figure it out. We still figure it out, yeah. but you know, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit by doing all of this since like our early twenties, and it, and it's times like this where we get to have these in depth conversations that it really shows us like, you know, we're really strong. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> we've, we've gone through a lot and I feel like the road was not easy for us. And there's many twists and turns and potholes and all kinds of things that can be thrown our way was literally thrown our way. And I feel like somehow we've managed to come out on top and to be amazing parents and, you know, to we're on the same page about it, which is a phenomenal because it's not always like that either. No, it is um, not. Yeah. And I feel and we like- love hearing other people's stories, too, because yeah. we know that, you know, while we were out looking for, you know, that representation, we know that we're not the only ones. And it's just like so many people have very similar stories. And yeah. so 
you know, I just think that by us sharing, you know, those parts, you know, it just lets people know that they're not alone in it mm-hmm. by themselves. And, you know, even Open just like with you, you know, too. just like it's so much to become a parent. And I think that the more people that share that, it's just like, it, it it's just so powerful. It's going to create the world that it's we a, all it's a community. want to live in yeah. eventually, which is a world that is just full of acceptance and love. Yeah, it's so funny. Aww. Robin always says, when people ask us, what's our plan for the podcast? What's our plan? Robin always says world domination, right? <laughs> but on that note, that's the kind of world domination that these stories are shared with the entire world. People see the love, people see the tenacity, people see the intention with which we create our families and how hard we have to struggle to make them. And then they can see it, look at us through a lens of love rather than hate. Yeah. So, right? Yeah. Like just what you said, but world domination in that respect. Now I get it, Robin. Right. Now I get what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's always what I was saying. Really? Jane. I'm sure it was. But- Plus a TV show. Plus a TV show. But no, it's, right. I, I'm so glad you guys are out there and, and agreed to tell your story to us. And uh, I just wish I'm so you glad you said yes. It's so lovely talking to you. Well, we, well, we're honored. And when you guys reached out, it's so funny because we were just like, okay, if, if you guys didn't know, we actually just launched our own podcast oh. called Let's Go There. And so we were just like, oh my goodness, we got some some pros on here and yeah. we get to feature and go on and just see how you guys run it. And I just love your energy. I think you guys are amazing. I think that you have extremely funny moments and I think that also serious moments. And, you know, we we were we're honored to be on, on your yeah. platform. And I definitely to want to us. give you both a huge pat on the back for for contributing to like our community that is bringing visibility and light to so many people who are going to find this helpful to so many people who are going to find this inspirational, who are going to go on to create families because of this. And I think the more we say this all the time, every single person like has a story and like whether you, whether you're, you know, someone without a following or someone with a huge following, every story is worth telling. And I feel like the fact that you guys are bringing light to so many different topics that are going to affect so many lives positively, I appreciate it. And I thank you. And we thank you for, you know, just doing what you guys do, because I know it's going to be impactful for a lot of people. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to cry. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, no, you're crying, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we just you. love you guys. We love you so much. Thank and we're you here so much. for you if you ever have questions about podcasts. And by we, I mean Robin, because I don't really know what we're doing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love them. God, they're so handsome and so they sweet. Are. I know. And, and their there's, story there's, was really touching. It really was. Did you get that moment where they were like, here's some exclusive never before foot? I was like, we're getting They're an good. exclusive. We I got an exclusive. exclusive. I feel like he even like looked over his shoulder. Exclusive. I know. I, know. I, love, I love that. Oh, they're so oh, cute. man. Well, check them out, you guys, because they're amazing. That's just a story and a half. And I just, you should follow them on all the platforms and, and watch them. And they have a new podcast called Let's Go There. So you should follow them there. It's at Let's Go There dot podcast i'm all about let's go there yeah let's go there it's a Mm -hmm. it's a basically it's a safe place for people from all walks of life to come together and find community and people that would typically think different than them our goal for this podcast is to create meaningful conversations while encouraging listeners to think outside of the box and challenge themselves to see perspectives that may be very different from theirs i love that (sighs) that sounds like some difficult conversations i want to listen i'm tuning in Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. That's going to... Guys, have us on your podcast. I want to be on their podcast. Yeah, but I don't... 
want to be challenged with my beliefs. <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> Jamie. Oh, Lord. I'm All right. Kidding. Jamie, tell people to go buy our book, would you? <laughs> All right. You guys, go get our book, If These Ovaries Could Talk, The Things We've Learned About Making an LGBTQ Family. It is available at all major retailers. And if you want to buy locally, check out Indie Bound. You can also get the audiobook we read to you at night. We soothe you to sleep. It's available on Amazon and iTunes. And if you do get it, please do not be afraid to rate and review it on Amazon or Goodreads. We could use the reviews. Yeah. And we should just keep chatting about this. Let us know what you thought about the episode on the social media. And like, let's be tagging Terrell and Jarius as well. We're at ovaries talk on twitter instagram and facebook and if these ovaries can talk on youtube and that's where you're going to see recordings of our live streams which for the love of god don't forget that our live streams are on facebook and youtube every <laughs> thursday at 4 p.m eastern they really are really fun they're the they're highlight of my week so i mean fun. besides you know sitting here with you and recording these episodes sure jamie sure <laughs> <laughs> and you can support our podcast to join our community on patreon patreon.com slash ovaries talk don't forget to get bonus content there. Woo! So much bonus content. All we do is create content for you. So much so content. Watch it and listen to it because we want we want you to watch us. <laughs> oh, wow. That <laughs> got weird. It got weird. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> A big, huge thank you to our sponsors. Femtasy, which I love. She really Cubo does. AI, which I also love. And BetterHelp, which I love. And also a huge thank you to all our Patreons who are helping to make this show. We who thank we also you. love. We also love you guys a lot too. <laughs> right. I mean, what is wrong with me? Let's right go. Now? Let's go. Uh, Helen let's said we should here. wrap it up. She's got a stopwatch over here, Jamie. <laughs> all right, eggs. We need Helen ovaries. to say out. Thanks, Helen. If these ovaries could talk, they would say eggs, ovaries out. <laughs>